doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to episode number 43 of Fantasy Fuel. I am here, John Eddie Jr., along with my co-host, Tom Tuttle. How are you doing, Tom? Doing real good today. All right. Well, there is so much news to talk about. <laughs> we, again, are shoving a previously scheduled episode to talk about news, news, and more news, combine stuff free agent stuff, re-signing, comebacks, it's all in here, and we are going to get right into it. Mm-hmm. And one of the top stories this week is the Cowboys are giving former <laughs> tight end Jason Witten a one-year, $3.5 million contract, so apparently sucking in the announcer's booth means i got to get back to playing on the field, because... <laughs> He did not when do say, anybody any justice in that booth. Yeah, when you say as many stupid things as he said in the booth, you pretty much have to just plan for something else. So, yeah, it was not good. Uh, he, he, I don't remember what he said. Something about bopping a bunny on the head or something. I don't know, something really weird. I tried it to was... block it from my memory. But I do. <laughs> I do have some quotes that are interesting because – not two months ago, Jason Witten told The Athletic, quote, I'm committed to the long game approach of being a broadcaster. <laughs> <sighs> and a quote uh-huh. must have been just today was, uh, again, Jason Witten, quote, the fire inside of me to compete and play this game is just burning too strong. This team has a great group of rising young stars, and I want to help them make a run at a championship. This was completely my decision, and I am very comfortable with it. <laughs> really, Jason? You're you're comfortable because now you can get paid. Because yeah. nobody was going to pay you for being an announcer because <laughs> you just weren't good enough. Uh, it was starting to be, unless it was a team I really wanted to watch, I would just watch it on mute. I, I didn't even need any sound. <laughs> I'll just watch the game myself and have commentary in my head. Yeah, uh, I mean, one, nobody really wants to listen to Joe Buck and Aikman. I mean, unless uh, you're a Cowboys fan or Joe Buck. I don't mind Joe Buck when it comes to baseball. When it comes to football, I can't stand him. Yeah, it's two totally different sides of that coin when it comes yeah, it for is. Joe Buck there. Uh, but there's more on Jason Witten. Apparently, as a part of his new contract, Jason Witten has agreed to play less snaps, roughly 25 <laughs> a game. I don't know how true this is, but that would just mean do not, for fantasy football purposes, do no. not take any Dallas Cowboy tight end because they have like nope. four mediocre tight ends and one great tight end who's only going to play like a third of the game. <laughs> And how great is he going to be, though, even if he was playing every snap? I mean, at this point, he hasn't played in a whole year, and he's pretty old. So how great would he be? It's a very good question. I mean, we've seen the greats over the years, Tony Gonzalez and uh, Antonio Gates. You know, Towards the end of their careers, they you know started petering out a little bit. Well, Jason Witten is, was still a catch machine. He just didn't do much after the catch. So, right. I mean, for those 
25 snaps a game i mean if he sees five targets and catches three balls it's just not no not worth it just yeah stay away from the cowboys tight ends this year and there's one more wrinkle to this whole jason witten saga (laughs) and that is uh, apparently there are some in the cowboys organization who have long considered jason witten an nfl head coaching candidate so returning to football now helps serve as a bridge to Witten's coaching career. <laughs> I I rather have Tony Romo be a head coach than Jason Witten. Cuz how how do you, how is your communication going to be with your team if you're talking about bopping bunnies on the head or whatever it was he was saying? <laughs> that well, I mean maybe that's the lingo. We just we don't know the inside sources for <laughs> how they talk in the huddle. I mean, I I'm, I'm not on the field when they are, so <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, let's go to one person trying to revive his career to somebody who hasn't taken a snap in the NFL yet. Because today, uh, Thursday, February 28th, was the first time all of our new incoming rookies for the draft started getting their measurements. And, of course, the one measurement everybody wanted to know is Kyler Murray's official height. Now, before I say what it it's is, so stupid. yes, you and I are on the same page here. Who cares? He's already right. going to be a first round pick somewhere. He's going to be on a professional football team and he's going to get a chance to play. And unless he's behind five offensive linemen who are all six ten, <laughs> he's probably going to be just fine. It's whether he actually has the ability to do it on the field or not is the question. Exactly the point. I mean, Doug Flutie was as short as a quarterback as it gets. Yes. And he was successful. He wasn't superb by any means, but he was a successful quarterback in the NFL. So height, who cares? Yeah. Not a problem. I mean, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, both guys that were barely six foot or under six foot. Right. And they, yep. Russell Wilson fell to the third round. If he would have been six foot one, he would have been the third player off the board that draft. Yeah, most likely. So whatever, I wanted the Eagles to take him that year. And (laughs) we were a couple of picks short and ended up with Nick Foles. And we all know how that saga turned out. So I'm not horribly (laughs) sad about it, but it would have been nice to have Russell Wilson as my franchise quarterback. So that is true. I mean, he's won one Super Bowl and so has Nick Foles. That's true. So, yeah. I'll take it either way. Now, (laughs) to the numbers that you were all waiting for. How tall is Kyler Murray? He is 5 foot 10 and 1 eighth inches. Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty average height. I mean, it's short for a quarterback, but who cares? (laughs) It doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. I'm going to keep saying it. And anytime anybody asks me, I'm going to give them the same vanilla response. I'll figure it out once he gets on the football field. Yeah. And now, yes, I want to ask a question. It's not on the script. Where nope. do you think he goes? What team? Oh, uh, well, maybe there's part of it in the script that I am going to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, yep. maybe I should read further. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have so much. It, I've not put this much in a script in a long time. So, <laughs> yes, we will keep going. Uh Speaking of being on the field for Kyler Murray, uh, the 
sentiment is right now that he's going to skip all of the drills at the combine, but plans to work out at his pro day instead. So we got sure. his height, we got his weight, and maybe he'll do a 40 yard dash. I'm not sure, yeah. but it doesn't look like he's going to throw until his pro day. But that's who I, cares. That's yeah, fine. I don't think it's going to matter if he's taken in the first round, which he probably will. He yeah. will be the shortest quarterback drafted in the first round in 80 years. <laughs> yes. Now, and that's the, part of that could be that there haven't been many quarterbacks that were that short to begin with, even when they played, right. you know, in college, any of the good ones were usually taller anyway. It just happened to work out that way. This is the first time we've had a short-ish quarterback. Yeah. Now, I can't say that short because I am 5'8", so <laughs> I would love to be 5'10 and 1'8 inches, but that's not going to be in my future. So, and, and People usually call me rather tall. Yes. Like more tall than usual, but I'm really, I'm just 6'1 and a half or 6'2", depending on what kind of ruler you're going to use. Right. But um, I'm just pretty much an average person as far as height goes. You're average. and <laughs> He's average. I mean, it's just, it's, it's silly to think about height unless, unless you're going to play basketball. That's when height kind of matters a little bit. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. If he was six, six and had all of his <laughs> well, skills, yeah. it doesn't matter who the first team was. They're taking him no matter what. Right. So, yeah. but on to more possible landing spots and what managers are thinking. Uh, it looks like there are some managers out there and a few other team sources believe that four quarterbacks will go in the top 20, maybe even the top 16, and yeah. there's going to be teams trading up for them. So to get to what you asked me, not a couple of minutes ago, uh, Lewis Riddick of ESPN said he believes it's more probable than not that the Cardinals who own the first overall pick in the draft, will trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would just be that would just be crazy. It's crazy, but also, I mean, we all thought Josh Rosen last year, or a majority of people thought he was the most pro-ready quarterback of everybody that came out last year. Uh, yeah. You know, we thought Baker Mayfield had some issues. He was yeah. a little too flamboyant and kind of a jerk at times. We thought Sam Darnold was a little too young. We thought yeah. Lamar Jackson just wasn't going to get on the field, or if he was, it was because of, you know, Joe Flacco injury, which kind of happened. Uh, so, Joe, Josh. So, basically. Go ahead. Basically, they're comparing Murray to the caliber of, like, Andrew Luck. It seems that's how they're trying to categorize him right now, and I don't know that that's where they should be going. But I mean, you already have a quarterback that you put your trust in last year. I wow, that would just be something. Here, here's the thing. Something. Here's the thing. Josh Rosen got to play a lot last year. Yes, and while he wasn't like a horrible, horrible quarterback where you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we wasted the ninth pick or 11th pick, whatever it was he went last right. year. Yep. But he really didn't show much of anything special. Like, there wasn't a couple of throws in a game where I was like, oh, you know, like Josh Allen had that last year. Baker yeah, Mayfield had no that. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, he doesn't really have a lot to play with, and it's just his first year. You can't expect the world out of a rookie because lately we have been expecting worlds, the world out of rookies yes, because have. rookies have been performing ridiculously, but not everybody is the same. <laughs> That's like my, my children. Like My son is really extremely smart, and my daughter – is just a little bit behind, but you can't expect her to be as ex- as smart as he is. And they all, everybody learns at their own levels. And not saying my daughter's not smart; she's smart. <laughs> I was but wondering where you're going with this. <laughs> it, it, it's just everybody learns at a different pace, and that's exactly what is going on in here. I, I feel like he'll be fine. He's going to be a starting quarterback, and maybe he won't be a superstar. And maybe that's what the Cardinals are trying to get, but. I don't know. I just it feels it feels kind of silly to trade him. Well, just got him. Another part of that is is they have a brand new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. and he yeah. probably wants his guy. And he has, I think, come on the record saying he really likes Kyler Murray. So, yeah. if you can get something out of Josh Rosen, because it's not like you would get you know a sixth round pick is all you're going to get for him. You could probably get a second round pick or something back for Josh Rosen from somewhere, maybe the Dolphins, somebody like that who maybe don't want to take a quarterback as high this year but would still like to have a shot at a franchise quarterback of some kind. You know, maybe something like that would happen, and they'll just recoup their losses and hope Kyler Murray is the real deal. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you got to hope that Rosen wasn't what you've wanted him to be. You got to think, okay, this isn't this isn't worth it. I don't know. It just it makes it makes me shake my head a little bit because you spent a first round pick on him last year, and you got a quarterback who you thought was going to be it. And yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a lot besides Fitzgerald, and Fitzgerald was very underwhelming this last year. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I honestly think that. Murray might go to, I don't know, maybe the Giants. I hope you're wrong about that one. Or (laughs) we're wrong that Kyler Murray will be a star, one of the two. Because if he goes to the Giants, I I hope he's not the next, you know, Saquon Barkley for them, where everybody knew Mm -hmm. Saquon was going to be good, but we didn't know how good. So I just think it makes (laughs) sense. I think it makes sense to go behind Eli Manning and whether or not that's for the whole year or not probably wouldn't be but i'd say you give them some time to learn learn the system watch somebody who's done it for years play the game and then give yourself a shot go out there and perform and i think that's my opinion the best situation for him as long as he doesn't learn how to make the manning faces that he does (laughs) that's all i care about if that's where he goes (laughs) If he can do Peyton Manning's faces, we'll be fine. Yes. Okay. Uh, that'll be okay. But if he's making Eli faces, <laughs> well, we're in for another long 15 years of quarterback play out of the New York Giants. <laughs> All right. Let's move along to a different position. And this is a position that me personally, I am going to be looking at a lot, especially for fantasy football. So this is the first we'll mention uh, some of these guys, and but it's not the last. We are going to talk about yep. some of these guys because I am very, very intrigued. Um, before I tell you about our first guy, th- apparently there's like eight, eight wide receiver prospects at the Combine right now that are 
six foot two or over and 220 pounds or over. But that's some big guys right there. Yeah. I mean, last year, our wide receivers, there just wasn't anything flashy. Well, mm -hmm. this year, I have my eye on a guy named Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. This guy, <laughs> just listen to his measurements. He is six foot five and three eighths. He weighs 227. He has a 10. Uh, 10 and 6 eighths arm uh, reach, a 35 and 2 eighths wingspan, and an 83 and 7 eighths. What is this? <laughs> the guy's big. Yeah, it's the longest <laughs> combine wingspan ever recorded. Yeah. So this That's guy awesome. is already tall. He can reach. His hands are huge. Like, if this guy can put it together, this guy sounds like Randy Moss and Julio Jones put together. Right. If he can run a sub four, five forty, holy crap! I, I yeah, that's all I gotta say. I, I've looked at one mock draft earlier today, and they said depending on where an offensive tackle went, if somebody, if this guy went in the top five, then the Bills were taking Hakeem Butler at number nine. I'm like Josh Allen to Hakeem Butler. This <laughs> could be a match made in heaven. Right, and. and I think if there's a team out there that's it's, it's interested in Antonio Brown, you might want to say, all right, maybe we don't have to trade something to get Antonio Brown. Maybe we can just draft this guy or a different wide receiver later on. Because some of these guys that are coming out are young and they're great already, and you can just see it. Like, this guy's huge. I mean, if he's going to be anywhere close to Randy Moss, it's going to be a success. I mean, if you just look at his la his numbers last year uh, playing in Iowa State, he had 60 receptions, uh, 1,318 yards. So that's a pretty good chunk of change right there. And he's averaging 22 yards per catch. That is way more than you would expect out of anybody. Now, it is not the biggest college division in the no. world. but <laughs> He still did it, though. He did. So we, that's one guy I have got my eye on right now and mm -hmm. all the receivers, the big guy receivers in this draft, we're going to keep an eye on here on yep. fantasy fuel. So over the next week or so with the combine, we'll be getting lots more to talk about with these guys. And of course, all the other positions and another one of those guys, Kansas state running back, Alex Barnes completes 34 reps on the bench, breaking the all-time running back record set by, you probably would never guess this if I didn't have in the show notes, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I, di I didn't know. I didn't know he was that strong. Yeah, uh, well, nobody knows he's that strong because he's never stayed on the field for an entire season before. I mean, <laughs> apparently if he's lying down, he's perfectly healthy and as strong as anybody. But once he stands up and uses his legs, that's where the problems incur. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Jerry. <laughs> it's, 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 well, yeah, speaking of him, he's kind of going under the radar. He is a little bit, and he has. Uh, it has been said that he's going to be the guy to get 
first shot at number yeah. one running back in San Francisco. Now, of course, this is the offseason, and everybody says anything, and there's nothing bad about anybody, and all we're getting is awesome news about everybody. Of course. So, Happens every year. Yeah, take well, it with yeah, a grain who, who of salt. Who knows? <laughs> Freaking Bell could go there, and then goodbye, Jerick McKinnon. Oh, like, yeah. That's just... We forget about him instantly. Yeah, yep. All right, we got one more guy from the combine I wanted to talk about. Okay. Hunter Renfro just set a combine record for hand measurement. So another huge-handed guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? He got an endorsement offer from Hamburger Helper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but just seeing, like... There's this football player, and he's got his hand on the screen, and that's all we can see of the hand. <laughs> but he's talking about Hamburger Helper. This is well, isn't that their logo? Yes, like it's they got just... like a, it's like a glove hand or whatever yes, it is. Yep, it's like a yeah, chef hand, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hope this is actually going to be a thing because I will be. I, I don't even like <laughs> Hamburger Helper, but if he were on a box of Hamburger Helper, I would probably buy one. It's been a few years since I've had Hamburger Helper. <laughs> now that Hunter is endorsing these people, I'm going to have to go buy some. <laughs> oh, maybe he will be a Jet by the end of the draft. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea what the Jets are going to do this year. Oh, uh, the last report I heard is they are looking to trade out of the three spot to get a more of a haul this year, which yeah, isn't a bad fine. idea since they don't need a franchise quarterback right now. Correct. Correct. I. I honestly want them to trade out because we don't really need a defensive player. It'd be nice to have another guy that we can count on. Maybe he'll be a stud, but I'd rather get a little bit more depth if we can. That you know, way we can. The huh? uh, the uh, mock that I looked at earlier today, yeah. I wanted the Jets to get who they had in this mock draft because it would be perfect if we had two Josh Allens in the same AFC East division <laughs> and it could be Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen, Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen, right. Josh Allen jumps over Josh Allen. Any one of those combinations I would love to hear on SportsCenter or one of those shows yeah. just seeing that highlight over and over and over again. Yeah, as somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they said, "Who who should I who should I take? Should I take Bosa or Allen?" And I was like, "What what are you talk What are you talking about? I don't I know. even know what they're talking about." <laughs> but this was this was an old post, and it was uh, Joey Bosa and obviously Josh Allen. Yeah, now and we got another Bosa like, and Allen combo. <laughs> so I was really confused. But yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about some funny and fun things now let's get to a little bit of serious business on a free agent wide receiver who we have no idea where he will go or if he will even be able to sign a contract (laughs) because Demarius Thomas was arrested for vehicular assault related to a crash a few weeks ago now I was worried about his health and his injury status and now he has an arrest because one of his passage one of his passengers apparently suffered serious bodily injuries and he was driving 70 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. Demarius, what are you doing? Yeah. It just seems like every single time we talk about anything, there's somebody doing something stupid. Just come on. 
you're making millions of dollars. You don't have to be stupid to just, just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I've dri- I've driven 70 miles an hour before in a zone. I shouldn't have been driving 70 miles an hour before. Don't get me wrong. But that was when there's absolutely nobody around <laughs> in the middle of the country. Yes. <laughs> I, I did the same thing on a one way street when I was like 16. Like I just right. gotten my license and I was going like, 45 and a 25 and that was only because there was this little hill that every time you did it if you got fast enough you got that little you know roller coaster you know stomach dropping kind of feeling and it was it was fun and there just happened to be a cop car in one of the uh side (laughs) streets i'm like oh crap here we go that was that was the (laughs) least um comfortable i've ever been when talking to an officer (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then the point is you were 16 yes exactly how how old is demarius thomas he's not 16 oh no i think he's about twice that (laughs) (laughs) exactly the point like you just you're an adult now like i don't know just gotta make smart decisions yes sometimes you do stuff because you think it's gonna be fun and whatever but He's driving recklessly. That's just unreal. Yep. Oh, well. Hopefully he'll learn his lesson and we'll see him on the field again. But if yeah. not, I'm not going to feel very sorry for him. <laughs> Another person I do not feel sorry for in the least bit. Now we're switching sports just for a second because it'll tie in. But okay. today, Bryce Harper just signed a. 13-year, $330 million contract with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Now, you all know out there in Fantasy Fuel land that I am an Eagles fan. I am not a Philadelphia Phillies fan, so <laughs> I am not happy about this. I really am not a Bryce Harper fan anyway, so it didn't matter. But the matter of the fact is he just got $330 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. like, this is yep. his money. Like it doesn't matter yep. what happens from here on out. This dude has hundreds of millions of dollars. I uh, will say this: at least he's going to a team that can contend. Where Machado went oh, to the Padres. The Padres. Oh my god! And yes, it's just like what? You're not going to contend, and unless you get somebody else, which they haven't. So I did, that one was more outlandish to me. This one, I can see Harper at least is saying, all right, I get the money, and I can contend for a playoff. Yes. <laughs> so he's – I am I want to go a little bit further because okay. I, know it's not, I know it's not a baseball show, but I just don't think he's worth that much money. I really don't. Last Nobody year is worth that much money for playing baseball. Come on. Well, Okay. But we're talk we're talking in a sports sense. Yes. But yes, I we can move on, but I just don't think he's worth that much. No. So that what we were saying, three hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Right. The largest NFL guarantee ever was last season with Kirk Cousins and his eighty four million dollars. Like Yeah. Completely this is different sport, insane. man. Insane. It's crazy. And here is the payoff to all of this. Now, maybe not everybody has heard of this. But I'll throw this out there, too, for a kind of a similarity between the sports here again. We had $330 million to $84 million. Well, Bobby Bonilla, how long is he getting paid for? Like a million dollars a year for like <laughs> 75 years or something stupid like that that the Mets paid Bobby Bonilla. Well, I just found out that 
when the USFL formed, if anybody remembers what the USFL is, <laughs> in 1984, Steve Young signed a 44-year, $40 million deal with the LA Express. <laughs> the deal wasn't supposed to end until 2027. He's still playing. Steve Young? <laughs> I'm just saying 2027. Oh, yeah. Still be playing. That would be insane. 44. Who signed the 44 <laughs> year deal? I guess, you know, maybe because it was such a new league that he was like, I'm just going to make sure I have some stability and I have a contract with somebody. Right. I just. 44 years, $40 million. It wasn't even a million dollars a year. No, yeah, it's crazy. But, hey, if I could have signed something in 1984 for just under a million dollars a year, I would have been set for of life. Course. So, of course. You know. Now, the question is, did he get all $40 million? That I did not see. I just saw that little snippet and thought I would... Uh, Add that into the show. I'll have to dig a little more and compare that contract to the Bobby Bonilla one and see where we end up. (sighs) But speaking of contracts, somebody is going to be finding a new contract and a new team. And that somebody is former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. The Eagles have said they are not going to franchise tag him. So we're not going to have to deal with that kind of a headache in Philadelphia, which I think is a good thing. And when he signs, wherever he signs, we'll probably end up with, you know, a third round uh, extra pick in the 2020 draft. So we're not losing much, but it's something. It's something. Yep. It it seems like a couple of years ago we could have traded him for a first round pick and we would have had more for the long term, but then we might not have had a Super Bowl. So I I can't be too mad yeah. about it. Yeah. But apparently the Jaguars, no big surprise, are the front runner from Nick Foles, in part because the Redskins are saying <laughs> so they're confident that Colt McCoy can be their starter. Well, of course he can be their starter. Anybody can start for you. It doesn't say they're <laughs> confident that he'll win games for the Washington Redskins. So I, uh, what are the Where's Redskins their, doing? I need to know where their confidence is with Alex Smith. Like, at what point do you think he comes back? Is it going to be this season? Like, cause if not, you might as well just try and look at, drafting a quarterback because Colt McCoy is not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know what their plans are, but it's not like the Redskins have made been making very good decisions over the last. <laughs> you know, yeah. when they got RG3 and they won the division, they're like, "Okay, maybe the Redskins franchise has turned it around." But mm-hmm. ever since they put him in there when he wasn't fully healthy and he got hurt even more, well, those are the Redskins that I remember. So, yeah. And they had one good year with Kirk Cousins. Mm, yeah, kind of. <laughs> they made it was the playoffs. The, uh, the you like that. Yes. Uh, year. Yeah, we got that meme <laughs> video <laughs> clip out there. So I guess that is what makes it for the Redskins franchise. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. So I, it seems like Nick Foles really doesn't have a lot of, you know, leeway here to pit two teams against each other well they're going to give me 25 million so if you can give me 26 million a year i'll sign with you i don't see but maybe one or two teams 
vying for Nick Foles, so he might not get one of those giant contracts that everybody thought he was going to get. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to either. I I think that it's got to be a team that thinks they can be successful with Nick Foles. It can't be a team that's like, oh, we still got some other things we got to work with. And to, to be successful, you can't just sign somebody who won a Super Bowl two years ago and not have the rest of a team to to be, uh, what's the word, uh, help. <laughs> the rest of the team needs to help. You can't just rely on one thing. And so it has to be a team that has everything else around them. And I don't see the Jaguars as that team. They, I could see it. But only if Leonard Fournette stays perfectly oh healthy. Oh, my gosh. What? And we're not going to get into that again today. I'm sure we'll have many chances to talk about Fournette throughout the offseason and when uh, training camp and everything gets here. But Nick Foles was the best when he had a great running attack. You know, yeah. when Ajayi and Blunt and Clement were on their game, he could do anything on the field. But if he doesn't have a running game and he's asked to throw the ball 50 times, it's he's going to put up stats and he'll probably be fantasy relevant, but yep. I don't think they're going to be winning games. No, that's exactly the point I was trying to make. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a New York Jet. It Yay. looks like the Jets are giving Robbie Anderson a second-round tender. So... Yeah. It's going to cost a second-round pick if somebody wants to try and poach Robbie Anderson from the Jets. Now, would you rather have Robbie Anderson, or would you like to get a second-round pick? That really depends on what we are going to do with the wide receiver position. I honestly think I'd rather have a second-round pick just because Robbie Anderson has been in negative news in the last couple of years, and... I think that second round pick can be something we could use, oh, maybe yeah. use to trade away, possibly. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying we're going to Tony Brown or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> saying that maybe it's an option. Uh, I don't know. We need, we, it, without Robbie Anderson, we have zero chance if we don't fill his void because we have to fill that void if we have any chance at all to make the playoffs, which, I mean, the way we are right now, we don't have a chance. We'd have to get an upgrade at wide receiver, and most likely we'd have to get something at running back, whether or not it's an upgrade or not. Maybe you could fill that void with the rumors of the Cincinnati Bengals wanting to trade John Ross. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His numbers were really weird last year. He yeah. had like... 21 catches on like 53 targets and he dropped seven balls but only 28 were catchable out of those 53 so he didn't have <laughs> very many really good options but he did he dropped 25 percent of the balls that were catchable but he also had seven touchdowns in those 21 catches so yeah if he can actually you know prolong that into you know a bigger season and more catches he would be worth it but i just think the risk is too much to try and trade for exactly, john ross yeah. i at this point i just i'd be fine with a second round pick if we're not going to try to be successful this year then that's fine just get rid of them and then we can just you know take another crappy year yeah and then <laughs> maybe get something next year and the next year you know the browns did it 
And yeah. now it looks like they're actually in a decent spot. It only took 10 years, but hey. Well, I have another throwback, something we were talking about earlier in the episode. Uh, we've got some people out here that are betting on a Todd Gurley-style turnaround for David Johnson in 2019. Okay. We talked about this in a different episode. Cliff Kingsbury likes to pass to his running backs, but he really likes to pass to running backs on early downs. And that's because he's had a poor offensive line. Well, that's a way to maybe get a second and medium, second and short. Well, Cliff Kingsbury came from Texas Tech, and their running backs were 10th overall in college football in receptions per game in Kingsbury's last three seasons. So even if the Cardinals don't trade Josh Rosen and don't draft Kyler Murray, right? I'm going to say it again. David Johnson is in for a big season. Yeah, as long as he doesn't peter out like Todd Gurley did last year. Well, they're just talking about the Todd Gurley turnaround from, you know, <laughs> you know that really, really bad, what was it, his second or third year? You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that was just, everybody was so pissed off about him in fantasy football that they shied away from him and they shouldn't have. Yep. They should have bet on Todd Gurley. And I am going to bet on David Johnson again. Again, he was still a top 10 running back this last season. Yeah. I know for those of you who took David Johnson number one overall, <clears throat> Tom, <clears throat> uh, probably not going to be worth the number one overall pick this year. But if you're later in the first round, he could possibly be that guy. But we'll see. Yeah. All right, we've got a few more little things before we end this show. This one is a very interesting one that I just happened to come by tonight before we got online to record. Jack Easterby, the the Patriots character coach, whose role with the team had expanded greatly and who helped Belichick with personnel decisions, has left the team. So... Was that person more instrumental in putting together a Patriots team who, you know, acted as a team like no other NFL franchise can do? And if so, <laughs> will that cause any trouble with this coming season? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, this is just... <sighs> It's just more Patriots hoopla. I'm just, it's just whatever. I like it. I, I'm going to throw this one in there. <laughs> Anytime there is a Patriots story of somebody in the news that's not quite in the best of lights, I'm going to throw yeah. this. Oh, well, Jack Easterby's gone. So that's <laughs> probably going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, another lighthearted story, Bruce Arians just said he told his staff that if they ever miss one of their kids' recitals or games, he'd fire them. You can always make up the time at work. Now that I like. I wish I could get that at my personal job. Like, just go take <laughs> off, you know, for your kid's field trip or something like that. You yeah. can make up the time later at work. I wish I had that opportunity. And what, if, what if one of your... People's staff, I mean, I don't know what staff includes, I guess, but (laughs) 
what if you need that person for Sunday? And it's like, oh, my kid's having a thing. I have to I have to go. That is a good question. Uh, I will have to tweet at Bruce Arians and see what his thoughts are on that one. Because, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting day that you should probably set aside for work, especially in the NFL. But, uh, I just thought it was good to have somebody out there say it. Because everybody wants that, and Bruce Arians is at least a guy who maybe you can respect a little more for more yeah. than just football stuff. And that's yeah. nice to see in the NFL, too, with all the bad stories that we see from year to year. Uh, all right. Les Sneed says Todd Gurley has experienced a fair amount of wear and tear since the ACL at Georgia. And that the Rams will have to seriously consider reducing his workload via a Batman-Robin scenario. Well, I don't know how much they're going to reduce his workload. They're probably going to run him into his ground for the rest of whatever contract he has remaining. And then be like, "Eh, not our problem anymore. Todd Gurley is going to get worked. I don't care. It's going to happen. Well, last but not least... If you thought we forgot about something, you were wrong. It's been a week, and that means... And now, it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. <sighs> yep, still there, Antonio Brown, still talking and still causing drama, and I don't know what else to say. So, I'm going to let Antonio say it for you. He confirmed everything I said, you know, and I, and I, and I didn't go about it in a bad way and said, I said it because I know fans, my fans want to hear from me. You know, I sat back and watched everyone take all kind of jabs, uppercuts at me, and Mr. Big Chest <laughs> in there. I didn't, I didn't complain. I didn't point a finger. Obviously, I know there's some cultural issues and some, you know what I mean, issues that was already at hand that, you know, I already knew, but I couldn't really say that because out of respect for the organization and for the members I work with, I didn't want to put them in an uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. He tried to clarify. Of course he tried to clarify because he know he stated the truth and he going to backpedal on his words. But what, what, what ideally grown man is calling another grown man a kid? 52 kids, like, like you don't have no respect for these guys. Like these are the guys that go to work for you. And that's what I'm telling you guys that that's what, that's my issue. You know what I'm saying? It's all about respect. Things not getting better. They're not changing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just stated it. It's 52 kids and it's this guy. So it's like, bro, it's one team. Like, obviously this guy's here, but even if the team's here, when we together, we all here. So that's what it is, man. Just understanding truths. Understanding truths. Couldn't have said it better myself, Mr. Big Chest. Well, that's going to wrap it up this week for Fantasy Fuel. You can find us online on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. You can also see us on the Stardom and Sidem page on Facebook. And you can give us a call at 608 492 3 4 Four three. 
We will be talking more and more about the upcoming NFL draft and all the prospects. It's going to be quite an experience at the Combine this week, and we will keep you updated as it comes in. So, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to stay fueled up this offseason. season.